Hi everyone, welcome to Chrislamic Talks. Are you interested in Christianity or Islam? If so, you're on the right channel. My show will cover in-depth topics using opinions, scholars, arguments, and, more importantly, the books to get a full idea of both religions. In today's podcast episode will be a little bit different. Uh, I was at my local church and we were talking about uh, persecution and just the way the the political field is today. And there's everybody's talking about racism and systematic oppression and systematic racism. And there's wokeness and cancel culture and um, equality and just all these different movements coming about. And, you know, some of the movements, there are some good ideas or some right ideas, um, some some right uh, uh, justice, I guess you could say, that uh, that should be there. But all of it is coming together. If it's not the American society, it's the government or it's uh, people that uh, want to ruin the government, uh, want to ruin the American society. But it's all coming together, and and many of these components of their little uh, movements or bills or whatever it is, is simply attacking Christians. And in many cases, not just Christians, but uh, it can attack uh, Jews and Muslims and uh, you know, just people of religious faiths, mostly uh, those who believe of the monotheistic religions. And <clears throat> I say that because, you know, you, you have people banning uh, hijabs and, and veils and stuff like that. Well, when they ban the hijab, you know, they'll end up banning Christian veils or none, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever uh, you would call that nuns wear. You know, they're uh, their attire. And as you can see, I'm not very familiar with uh, the different clothing styles. But if they were to ban, you know, one thing, they'll end up banning all of them. And so it it sort of targets everyone, but in the end it targets the Christians. And if you are to pass equality bills that are supposed to prevent husbands from wait, um, from raping their wives, then they might slip in a part where it legalizes homosexuality or it uh, finds that same-sex uh, relationships uh, are to be uh, equal in the sight of the law. And it slowly starts to tear apart the fabric of the family uh, because it starts to promote other ideas that are outside the traditional family. And, you know, like I said, some things, they they sound good, they look good, but they have an ulterior motive. And so the question that arises, in my opinion, 
is to the Christians whenever they engage with this with politics and they are so invested in their party that how far are you willing to go to cause division among the unity of the brother and sisterhood? There's a black Pentecostal preacher in uh, the UK who uh, he has a he has a PhD in theology and you know he he, he seems like a nice guy but uh, I haven't spoken to him in a long time simply because he has decided to cause division claiming uh, whites uh, don't understand blacks and uh you know when people tried to uh especially white preachers tried to uh discuss with him what he meant by that he instantly shunned them for being white and said that uh you know basically they weren't uh black therefore they'll just see it from a white perspective and so you have to see it from the black perspective and then uh you know he tried to victimize himself and and others and uh he started, you know, throwing out uh, preachers that were well known and basically saying that uh, <clears throat> they were uh, being, uh, you know, I, I guess you could say too white. And so he engaged in this unchristlike speech where. He was focusing so much on blacks, and I ended up questioning him, and I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, I notice you say you're, you're proud to be black a lot. I'm like, if I say I'm, I'm proud to be white, is that racism? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, why? Because you say that you're proud to be black, you're proud of your skin color, so why can't I be proud to be white and proud of my skin color? And he's like, well, because that's racism. And I'm like, yeah, but how is the other side not racism? And he ended up, well, you need, you have a lot to learn. And I'm like, man, you are causing so much division among Christians because you're basically saying that you can be black, but whites can't be white. And uh, <clears throat> he ended up, we ended up basically cutting communication simply because uh, I'm not going to engage with someone who wants to divide the brethren and he doesn't want to engage with me because uh, I guess I'm too white. And it's a shame because whenever I first met the guy, I really, you know, I first, uh, yeah, when I first met the guy, I really liked what he was saying and things like that. And so it was nice to add him to the collection of friends. And uh, I never realized that he would come off like that simply because of skin color. Uh, you know, I've always, uh, I grew up in a, in a church that everybody came from all different walks of life, different skin colors, you know, all of that. There was um, blacks, whites, Hispanics, I mean, they're all over the place, Puerto Rican, uh, I, it was just, you know, from everywhere, basically. And we got along. There really wasn't any uh, fighting like that. And then I get out and I start to 
see other churches and suddenly there's all this fighting between them and simply over color and I'm like wow that's you know that's that's very unusual because uh the the church I was born in we had a black pastor but there was plenty of whites there was plenty of blacks there was plenty of everybody and uh in fact I'll be honest I like the black preacher over the white preacher that we eventually got and uh <clears throat> but it wasn't because of their skin color it was because of how they preached and and um uh, and some of the way they, you know, went about things. <clears throat> but it's crazy to to look at it now and see that how now everything is about race. It's about skin color. It's about uh, politics. It's about who you voted for. You know, uh, you know, I, I vote for Christ. I, I vote for the kingdom of Christ. But it seems that Christians would rather be so interested in their own politics and what someone says uh, that they should vote for, you know, who's, who they should vote for, or, uh, you know, whether you're black enough or maybe because you're black you vote this way or, or just however it is, you know. It, it, it's a very sad state of society. And it brings me to another point that this American society is so depraved, it's so degenerate that... You know, Christians saying, hey, it's all right um, to have abortions. Or it's all right to be homosexual and, and in a uh, homosexual relationship. It's all right to be transgender. It's all right to uh, to let your kids uh, do whatever they want because they simply think that they might want to be that gender. So... We live in a very immoral world that's saying, hey, this is actually moral. Well, you know, according to the Bible, it's immoral, but according to them, it's moral. And so it's very subjective. And they follow the whims of their lifestyles that whatever their life says, hey, you know, I want to go this path. So suddenly that's moral. Uh, you know, the Catholic Church recently uh, said that they would not be blessing same-sex marriages and a gay man uh, who came to be, who claimed to be Catholic decided that he would find a different church that fit his lifestyle and the Bible states uh, to the woman who was accused of committing adultery where Jesus said go and sin no more he didn't say go and continue on with your life and your lifestyle you know go and continue sinning but he said go and sin no more and if you are, of course, someone who is in church and who is uh, under a, a sinful lifestyle and you uh, want to go to another church that supports your lifestyle, you are, in fact, doing the opposite of what Christ says. And so you are um, anti-Christ. You are against Christ. You are, uh, you are being unchrist-like. Now let that sink in. You are in fact being against Christ. You are being against his very words. He says go and sin no more. You say I'm going to go somewhere that supports my sinning and still be a follower of him. He he doesn't support that. 
And so in the end, as our society is caving in on itself with the cancel culture, with, uh, you know, being canceled simply because you said you're a Christian or because you are against same-sex marriages, uh, you know, the Bible states for me to be against same-sex marriages. I can give you several reasons why outside of the Bible, one being reproduction, one, uh, you know, being the anatomy of the Bible or of the body. Uh, two women cannot make a baby, two men cannot make a baby. It's not natural. It's not the natural use of men and women uh, together, uh, you know, same sex. But opposite sex colliding together, if you will, that's what makes a baby. And so that's the natural use. Uh, just as Jesus was stating that, you know, a... Man will leave his uh, father and mother. A woman will leave her father and mother, and they will both live together. Uh, that is, in his view, was marriage. And I believe that uh, God has always intended for that to be the natural state of the family. Uh, if he did not, he would have, you know made a few more families or whatever else to show us that. But uh, within the Bible and outside the Bible, it has, it has always been the traditional role, the traditional view of the family. And so this other stuff is unnatural. And um, if we're going to go with natural and unnatural humans, it might sound bad, but it's the truth, you know. <clears throat> And that's why Paul states, you know, men and women leaving the natural use of their bodies uh, and they're less so passionate. And that passion is not a good passion. It's a lustful, negative passion. And what it does is it spirals into a degenerate lifestyle, into a depraved lifestyle, which eventually ends with the consequences and the rewards of sin and of that lifestyle and it's very sad I'm not trying to condemn anyone who's living that lifestyle but I'm saying that uh, God will condemn you I'm trying to pull you out of that condemnation and as the church we should use the freedoms that we have to stand up and be vocal, but instead the church has willingly stayed silent simply because they are afraid of what it will do to their reputation, to their jobs, to their life. The early Christians were very vocal. The early Christians were being killed in the Colosseum. The early Christians were being slaughtered on a daily basis, and yet the Christians today have the audacity to stay at their homes, to, to just go to church on the weekends and stay silent simply because they have freedom. Now that's backwards, you know, that's, that's very messed up. And, you know, I'm not saying that you have to be hateful 
with it because you you shouldn't be hateful with it. You shouldn't be. Uh, in fact, if you're preaching to gays but you're doing it in a hateful manner without love, it won't profit you anything. That's what Paul's saying is that if you do all this good, if you're trying to do good things but without love, it doesn't give you anything. It doesn't profit you anything. And I'm seeing so much in the church that there's no love. There's no there's no love for people. There's no, you know, I, I get it. You may not like talking to people and things like that. You know, give it to someone else but uh, who does. But there does need to be a burden for people that says, hey, how, how what can I do that can help someone draw more people, that can help someone break a chain that's that's binding them and holding them back for uh, from living for God. This society is so messed up. And if Christians are so willing to be uh, against each other, so willing to be uh, divided simply because they aren't being persecuted to the degree that the first church, that the early church was, then is this the true church? Are they are they true Christians? The true Christians, I do believe, will become more vocal as time progresses, that they will tend to be like, hey, you know what? I need to start waking up some people. I need to wake up myself. If the way I wake up myself is by screaming uh, screaming out real loud to wake myself up, that's what I'm going to do. And so you're going to start hearing some cries because people are like, I need to wake up. And if I wake myself up, if anyone's around, maybe they'll wake up. We live in this society that is slowly but surely going to get their hands on you and start gripping and start choking the very life out of the church. And if we aren't careful, we'll just leave the church simply because, well, you know, pressure got kind of tough, so I'm just going to leave, you know. Uh, society said they sounded like they were, spe- uh, they, like it was hate speech or that they're a hateful group, so I'm just going to leave, you know. Uh, when when the job becomes more important, when uh, everything in life is more important than Christ, than the king of kings, there's an issue. And so I'll end this podcast with a simple question. But as a Christian, in the state of of society, if you are an American Christian, a modern day Christian living in America, what will you do? Will you let society keep getting a hold on you until it eventually pulls you out of the church? Or will you begin to stand up and give a cry saying, hey, I need to wake up and I need to wake others up?